that existence, the physical universe, is basically playful. There is no necessity for it whatsoever. It isn't going anywhere. That is to say, it doesn't have some destination that it ought to arrive at. This is Keep Your Hat On, a show by three nerdy nobodies about nothing in particular. Keep Your Hat On is brought to you by the Narrow Band Broadcast Network and BBN. The focus is on you. By PodSquadPDX.com, painless podcasting. And by our currently non-existent supporters through Patreon. Patreon, create on your own terms. On this episode, Andrew talks a good game. Robert has some bad news for our friends in the land down under. And Chris schools you all with a nice bowl of word salad. I'm your disembodied announcer, Michael Brumage, and now let's get whatever the hell this is started. Here are your hosts, Andrew, Robert, and Christ. Wow, you guys booked JC himself? Uh oh, it's it's Chris. Hello and welcome to Keep Your Hat On, the show where, well, hell, we don't even know where we're gonna wind up. I'm Andrew Scott, along with my good friend Chris Vacano and my other good friend Robert Anthony. And uh, hi, we're new here. How are you? We're just here to, frankly, have a good time, try to be better human beings, and get through both this thing that we call life and this thing that we call what? The pandemic, social isolation. Uh, regardless, how are y'all doing today, uh, Robert? Yeah, what was I'm, that? Uh, yeah, I'm doing okay. Yeah? I'm doing all right. Hanging in there. Chris? I'm, uh, yeah, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, you know, I just, uh, it's funny, I, I woke up this morning and, uh, I, I, you know, a couple weeks ago we had that big snowstorm here in Portland. And... Oh yeah, that's right. By the way, hey, welcome to Portland, Oregon, where we all three are. Anyways, carry <laughs> on, Chris. Yeah, so we had that big snowstorm and, uh, you know, I, I know I mentioned to you guys that I thought I had bruised a rib or yeah, what muscle was that? or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, you know, I never, I, I never got to see a doc. I just kind of let it, let it heal on its own. Cause we don't get um, to do that right now. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that, that came under the heading of no, I can tough this out. Um, but I woke up this morning and it was still twinging and it's what, two weeks later. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I'm, I'm just like, I, I mean, it's not as bad as it was. It's definitely healing, but uh, so that was one of those things. And it's just, you know, it's, it's more proof positive to me that uh, getting older doesn't get easier. Nope. No, it doesn't. And uh, you know, I, uh, I've been so careful through the pandemic. Uh, of course, now we're coming up on the year anniversary of, uh, of us going into lockdown. You know, of the three of us, I'm the one that wound up in the emergency room uh, back in, back last summer. And I still don't know what the hell that was about, but uh, I am fine. Didn't get the Rona. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's just, it's still weird. And we're weird and we're here to be weird. Um, hey, you know what the difference between uh, this last year of isolation and this week of isolation uh, because of the the snow and the rain. Freezing uh, yeah, rain. By the way, yeah, just to catch people up, we got socked with uh, a huge ice storm here in the Pacific Northwest, particularly in Port, particularly in Portland, um, which which 
shut us down and um me and mine were without power for seven days yeah that really sucked uh, that yeah, was one yeah, major it really, it, it really uh, kind of um, sucked but anyways yeah. yeah robert go on uh uh for my household anyway uh, and you and, had and, power the whole time yeah and right. and for those of you guys that don't know you know a day of snow literally shuts this town down. Oh, an inch of snow is snowpocalypse. Uh, yep. Uh, uh, and but we were so was, incapable of handling an actual ice storm. This was this was this was a week of being hammered with it and we got I'd say a good foot down here on the valley floor. We're only 50 feet above sea level. Oh yeah, so same. Yeah, over here on got, our side of town slammed. too. Yeah. We got slammed. Well, and again, um, it wasn't just the snow. Yeah, we got a foot of snow. But after that snow, and and again, I'm a Wisconsin boy. Chris is from, you know, from uh, parts in Colorado at times. <laughs> Colorado. Um, yep. You know, the, my old man used to have a saying, snow is pretty and ice kills. And, yep. uh, and that was true. And that's, you know, when I heard that we were headed for an actual ice storm, uh, I, I, I kind of went into emergency preparedness mode. And, uh, unfortunately, yes, I did get a small propane camping stove. Uh, but as Robert well knows, um, I, uh, I did not actually have the propane to use said camping stove. So I was making coffee every morning on sterno cans. Uh, but, uh, yeah, we got socked. We got the, it was the largest power outage in, uh, in Oregon history. Um, at one point in time, we had 650,000 people without power and uh, uh, honestly, it, I think there might still be a few people in outlying areas without power. That's how much damage was caused by the ice storm. And and we're even with all those people uh, 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 out of power, we are so much more fortunate than the folks in Texas. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, at yeah. least we have a publicly owned power utility <laughs> that's not going to screw yeah. us over yeah. when the lights come back on. Yeah. Uh, oh. But what the big difference in my house that I found is, so over the the year uh, uh, of of isolation, it's like, oh, what are we going to do this weekend? Oh, nothing. And then we just complain about how there's nothing to do. Over this last week, when over this week of snow, and that was like two weeks ago, over this week of snow, uh, um, we didn't even fight that. We didn't even complain. No, we've been uh, we've been practicing like, this for a year. There's no place to go. There's nothing to talk about. We can't even get out of the flipping driveway. Let's just sit here and, and cuddle on the couch. There you go. Yeah. You know, read a book. Oh my God, a book. Yeah. And, uh, it was a, it was a little bit more challenging. Chris had power. You're the non-readers out there. Right. Yeah. 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 I <laughs> but, was only out for 16 hours at the beginning of the storm and, uh, got my, got my power back and it stayed back. Yeah, and uh, Chris lives just down the street from me, and Chris and I uh, and our family uh, together, we, we share people in a family. We won't go further into it than that right now. But uh, we have a COVID-safe bubble between Chris's house and my house, and Chris is only about seven blocks away. Um, I, however, uh, I was literally in the middle of doing work for a client um, and just finished one and uh, was literally within five minutes of finishing work for the other client and the power went out again and it stayed out. And so I'm in an absolute panic. My client is on the East coast going, uh, where'd you go? And, um, long story short, uh, Chris hosted, uh, my partner and I, 
to his uh, his wonderful uh, wonderful tasty electric juice for uh, about four days so that we could keep working until our power came back on. But yeah, Robert, I think you're right. This is a, a, a weird new skill. Um, and, and again, having grown up in Wisconsin in the 70s and 80s, I, I also had uh, old uh, old development muscle uh, on what to do when there's nothing to do. But it, it makes me itchy. I'm not a person who can just sit and do nothing unless I'm, <laughs> I'll say, interestingly, unless I'm sitting there and doing nothing on purpose. And Robert is going to chuckle about that internally because he knows what I mean. Uh, but yeah, you know, the weather's crazy. Politics are crazy. We're not going to spend a whole lot of time talking about politics on this show, folks, I promise, because we want to be the alternative. We want to be something else that you can enjoy. And come. yeah, there's, there's enough of that out there. Why, why add more noise? Well, and that's just it. There's, there's commentary and then there's noise and I'm not a fan of noise. I don't think any of us are fans of noise. And so we don't want to contribute to the noise. We want to contribute to the culture and give people a place to come and hang out, feel like they're hanging out with friends. We'd like to be your friends. Um, and we're just going to try to have, won't you be my neighbor, right? (laughs) Careful. I think that's trademarked. Um, but, uh, yeah, just give you an alternative to just come and hang out and nerd out with us. We are all nerds of a, either a different or a similar feather, and we're just going to try to have some fun. But, uh, first up, I think we're going to dive a little bit into something that we call word salad. All right, Chris, it's time for Word Salad. What do you got for us today? All right, so for Word Salad, um, there there are terms out there, and I'm sure you, you've run into this, you know, from time to time, or that you've got some of these terms that, you know, just sort of float around, and they're, they're part of the common vernacular, and you hear them all the time, and you get a sense of what they mean, but you don't really know what they mean or where they came from. And uh, one of these has been sort of sticking in my brain, and and it 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 was it was sparked uh, by a film documentary that I've been a documentary series I've been watching recently on Hulu, um, and and it prompted me to actually go look the term up and and learn learn about it and educate myself about it because it was this term that had just sort of always been there, right? And it's just part of the vernacular and part of part of our culture. And that's that's the term third world. Um I I, do, I, I mean, do you guys have any have any stab at a guess for, you know, what third world is or or, or where it came from? Well, I'm going to I'm going to pull I'm going to I'm going to pull the curtain back and say we all know because we tried to do this show last week and we failed miserably, but um, <laughs> not, it's not a first world. It's not, it's a, not a second world. And it's not a fourth world. And it's not a fourth. Okay. World. So there you go. All right. Okay. We all so, we so, all know what it's supposed to stand for. It's supposed to stand <laughs> right. for a grubby place that nobody in the we western world wants to go. Right, right. And that's actually that's actually inaccurate. That 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 sort of came later mm-hmm. the the origin of third world uh was actually in an article published in 1952 by a french demographer named alfred salvi and it was it was an article called three worlds one planet and you know you think about it 1952 cold war era and what what he sort of outlined was that the first world 
was the United States and its capitalist allies. And you mean the, uh, you mean that, the winners of World War Two? Sort of the yeah, the European, uh, you know, Western Europe, the United States, uh, in, in industrially developed nations uh, that embraced capitalism and and um, big D. I, I'm I'm sorry, big L liberalism, you know, the philosophical movement of liberalism. Right. Um, then the second world, which which has really fallen out of use and, and never really caught on anyhow. I, I second think world, I cannot recall a time where I heard the use of the term second world in any actual real setting. Right. So I just right. Said. Neither can I. Um, but but it was a term and 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 he described it as as Salvi described it as um, the the USSR at that time and the other nations, the Eastern Bloc nations around them that were industrialized, but embraced communism, Marxism, you know, and 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 were were basically in Cold War opposition to the West. And so the third world essentially, it was primarily Southern Hemisphere countries, primarily African and Asian, and they were they were the countries that were not aligned with either Western style capitalism or Eastern Bloc communism, and they were kind of going their own way. So what happened? How this sort of evolved and really took hold was in 1955, a conference was held in Bandung, Indonesia, uh, where 20, 29 different countries came together representing approximately 54% of the world population at that time. Uh, it was representing, you know, one and a half billion people. Now, 1952, I mean, one and a half billion is a drop in the bucket now, but it was, it was more than half of the world population, all represented by these 29 countries that did not align themselves with either uh you know western style capitalism the first world or uh eastern style communism the second world and they full-on embraced the term in this conference they made a declaration that they were embracing this term and that it it was sort of a unifying point for them that okay this is this is the flag under which we're all standing together and it evolved into uh, the non-aligned uh, uh, non movement, which again was was a sort of loose agreement between uh, African and Asian countries to sort of help each other along in the developing world, and and these are all largely pre-industrialized countries. Hmm. So, so that's that's where third world came from. And you know, and I've been listening. Uh, uh, I've been keeping my eye ears out for that term, particularly like in news. Mm -hmm. And um, I've really noticed uh, that it has dropped off and has been replaced by undeveloped or under or, or developing or, countries or developing yeah. countries. countries. Right? Yeah. Uh, right. Because uh, when you think about it, with that definition that you gave. <laughs> You know, the United States is a third world country. At times and in places, it sure is. And it, yeah. it, it, having first, second, third, it sounds like a ranking. It sounds like, 
It definitely sounds like a caste system. Right? There's yeah, a hierarchy. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, for sure. And, uh, you know, the one other term, uh, Robert, that, that you should listen for as you're as you're listening closely in the news is the BRIC nations. Right. Um, I've heard that. Uh, B-R-I-C. Um, and that that also denotes uh, third world. What's interesting is BRIC is, uh, if I remember right, it's uh, Brazil. It may be Brazil, Russia, India, China. Mm -hmm. I, I'm not certain about the R. Um, and, and that's the interesting thing about the third world designation is that all of those countries except Russia fell under the original third world designation, including, yes, China, which is, I think you know, we think of China today, you know, they're an industrial powerhouse. Uh, they're well, they're they're leading leading the world right now. Um, by the way, thank you, Wikipedia, for just uh, telling me that uh, BRIC does in fact stand for Brazil, Russia, Indian, India, and China. It's interesting to see Brazil brought in there because when you were first talking about um, first, second, third world nations, and you were referring to you know parts of the globe, um, yeah, uh, South America. Didn't really enter was, into the discussion at all. Was largely left out. Yeah, exactly. Of all of this, you know. they were sort of left to fend for themselves under the, uh, very much under the heel of of the United States. Oh well, we looked at all of that as just nothing but a, a continent worth of banana republics, uh, because mm -hmm. of the way you know we 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 just looked down there and went, huh? Resources, trees, yeah, lots was, and lots of trees. It was ours to exploit. Yeah, but, but uh, interesting nonetheless. I. I, I'm personally okay with moving away from a lot of these older, older pieces of nomenclature, uh, because mm -hmm. they, they, they do, they don't age well and they do in their, um, in their not aging well, they, they, re they reveal a bias that was built into language that as a language nerd, I'm never really happy well, about. And, and, and meaning gets corrupted. You know, oh, yeah. that third world in its in its initial stages was a pretty, um, you know, it was a pretty benign term and and it rapidly became a very diminutive term. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, well I tell like, you, I mean, there's so many words and Chris knows this. Lots there's of so words. Many words that start all the here. words, lots of words. There's lots of words. There's tons and tons of words out there. Tons of words. <laughs> Matter of fact, I don't and know most of them. they start somewhere. Yeah, I don't know most of them. And they all end up someplace else. That's true. Mm -hmm. Well, That's because, true. Because, langu because language evolves and language yeah. should evolve. And I think that that's something that people need to remember is that language evolves and that's something that we're, as a culture, we're having a bit of a hard time accepting. A lot of people don't want language to evolve. They want everything to stay the same and change makes them uncomfortable. Well, why can't I just keep calling you that? Well, because I don't want you to, or mm -hmm. because we have noticed that there's a bias implicit in that term and we want to be more inclusive and we want to be more fair. And I, I'm not scared of that. And I, I look down my nose at people who are, because the, to me, that means that you're being intellectually lazy. 
Um, and and I, I just, I don't have a whole lot of time for it. Right. Right. I'm, I'm a very similar mind that, that, and I think, I think part of it is um, there's, there's an assumption that we latch onto when we're young that we complete our, you know, 12 years of education, you know, sometimes 16 years of education, whatever. Um, and, and then it stops and we, uh, you know, we know what we need to know and, and we no, no longer have to keep learning. Yeah, right. I've, I've, I've we learned, no longer have to I've, keep up. I've learned the things. Now I am learned, and yeah. th- that's not and, how evolution works. Well, right, right, and especially in the realm of things like language, meaning changes, meaning evolves, words change, words evolve. Uh, English is very much a living language, and and it's it's prone to change. Exactly. Well, I tell you what, we're going to be right back after this little blip message, whatever the hell it winds up being. I haven't actually uh, designed it in Premiere yet, so I don't know what's coming up, but we'll be back on the other side of it. This is Keep Your Hat On. I'm Andy. That's Robert. That's Chris. We'll be right back. We'll be right back. Really. And we're back on Keep Your Hat On. I'm Andrew, or Andy. That's Robert, or Rob, or Ty, or Tony. And that's just Chris. And what I'm bringing to the table today is, uh, you know, throughout the pandemic and lockdown, um, many people have been expanding their bubble when it comes to keeping themselves entertained. I mean, I really wish I was a investor in Netflix last year because, uh, that probably would have, would have paid dividends. I'm unlike a lot of people in that I don't watch a lot of scripted television. Oh, I just banked my mic. Sorry. Um, I don't watch a lot of scripted television. I don't watch a lot of series television anymore. Um, I tend to focus, well, no, I'll say this. I've grown tired of standardized commercial media and not because it's not worth watching. There's plenty of stuff on TV that's still worth watching. But in going into the pandemic, I've really discovered that there's so much more content that's worth watching that's just not on big media channels. I mean, here we are on YouTube. We're trying to cut our own little niche out in it. Um, There are talk shows. There are how-to shows. There are cooking shows. There are goofy things that people take immensely seriously. And one of the things I've discovered about myself is I really have been enjoying watching people take their nerd passions way to the next level. And that leads us to the next segment where we are going to be talking about one of my favorite discoveries. And it's sort of a sport. Sports. 
air quotes. That's right. Welcome to sports in air quotes. It kind of has to be air quotes because it is a competition, sort of. And what I'm bringing to the table today is something that has given me an immense amount of joy. And this is die-cast car racing. Yeah, it's it's Hot Wheels. You, you, you mean like Hot Wheels and Matchbox? Hot Wheels, Matchbox. I'm old enough to remember the two biggies. Uh, I Big know that, tracks. Yeah, I know that there are other die-cast car manufacturers. Uh, that, that bit's news to me. Uh, but the, the rest of it is, I mean, I remember going back and, and speaking to our, what did we do when it was a snow day? Uh, I, (laughs) I spent plenty of time as a kid in Wisconsin in the frigid middle of January, trying to get my floppy orange, goofy, you know, stick together racetracks and to get my cars to defeat gravity. Oh, yeah. You're all over your room, up oh, uh, yeah. dangling yeah. from the dresser and and, 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 no, and no, running a bridge across to the the bed and hanging from the light. Oh, you know and, it. Yeah. I had like, I had like two, two or three that I would actually set up against the door so that it was straight down. <laughs> the death drop uh, uh, and, and 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 i would try to get them to loop down and jump off like one that was you know uh um half a circle or or a, oh yeah around or something never quite worked i didn't understand why they just kind of just went yeah i didn't i didn't have a grasp of physics then um <laughs> and, and certainly not uh you know rolling friction and inertia and uh and uh centrifugal force and all that uh as an older that, nerd that now hearing hearing my full name which meant you know and 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 uh which meant that i was in trouble and um <laughs> uh, uh yeah the words fucking cars out in the living room or on the stairs. Right? Oh, uh, yeah. Um, you know, my, my mother would never use blue language with me like that. But she had some interesting, I'm pretty sure that they were just made up words uh, when, when she stepped on one of my cars. Yes, yeah, absolutely. I think, I think, now, my parents were not in the, in the in, don't get me wrong, in the habit of using blue language. There's but something about stepping on. And they hurt themselves. Yeah, there's something about injury that 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 the rules change. They just you know, change. That. There is science around. Yeah, uh, using swear words. Yeah, using we, curse we, words. We will definitely yeah. cover that in a future episode of Keep Your Hat On because oh. you're right, and I've got a fabulous example of that that involves science. that involves Brian Blessed of all people. But um, I discovered a channel on YouTube. It'll be linked down below. Uh, by a guy named 3D Botmaker. And 3D Botmaker has taken diecast model racing. He has taken <laughs> diecast racing to the next level. And he has a fabulous little showreel about how he came to do this level of diecast model car racing. And again, the thing that I find most appealing about this kind of content is when people take it to the next level of both quality and absurdity. This is completely absurd. This is nothing but gravity 
and friction and physics. But damn, if you don't give a shit about those cars. You know, I'll bet you his kids think it's really, really cool. Again, you'll watch watch the show reel and you'll understand that we have his kids to thank for the entire thing because he was entertaining his kids and went, I can do something more with this. Yeah, yeah, I can do something more with this. Support. You know, I I, I literally I literally winced when I when I saw that charger getting all beaten up. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> but you know, I, I, I mean, even and and that's that's what's kind of magical about that is about what he's doing is you know intellectually and consciously you're looking at this and you know you're looking at little diecast cars. And, yeah, you're and, looking at a boy, six a six dollar investment. Oh. There I, are I mean, still plenty. There, is, and there are still plenty. There are and, still plenty of husks of 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 cheap steel cars buried under a particular tree in southeastern Wisconsin that are <laughs> are entombed because of me. Okay, so, so what's the worst thing that you did uh, to one of your one of your Hot Wheels? Oh, it was definitely taking. I had a very precious to a friend of mine. At a very precious 1972 uh, satellite, a Plymouth satellite, or wait, was it Dodge? Dodge did, Dodge did the satellite. No, Dodge did the Dart. Plymouth did oh. the satellite. Regardless, it was a satellite. And um, the story involves uh, a hacksaw, a vice, and my desire to see a a uh, convertible satellite and the whole thing didn't end well um and uh there there was a black eye involved in this story and i'm just saying right now that my left eye is fine <laughs> there you go but uh, uh watching watching him do his and i mean we are talking production levels that the the uh you know Lamont would be proud of multiple cameras uh chase camera uh at least handheld this mm-hmm. guy puts f- uh, a fabulous amount of time into his environment uh and his his model building and uh it it's just it's a shit ton of fun it is just mm-hmm. a lot of fun and i'm all about just having fun right now uh, everybody else has got, you know, their British baking show, which yeah, I also enjoy, up. but that's just it. When I'm winding down at the end of the day, I don't really want to be mentally challenged anymore. I don't mm-hmm. want to be, I just want something fun. I want to feel like I'm hanging with friends that I can't currently now actually physically see. Um, and I, I do like competition. But the one thing that I've discovered about myself is I'm not huge on the standard competition that gets put out there for entertainment. I sure as the hell don't want a bunch of pumped up toxic masculinity. I don't want a bunch of people uh, screaming up and down at each other unless it's hyperbolic. I'm, I'm just, I'm kind of over that. I need something to let off a little bit of steam, something that I'm going to care about maybe but at the same time not necessarily care about also works 
Um, and uh, the 3D Bot Maker, uh, from everybody here at uh, the podcast at Keep Your Hat On, uh, we salute you. You're doing a fantastic job. Links below down to his channel. Um, and uh, and keep doing it, dude. Uh, I think you should be watching your mail soon because I might be sponsoring a car. Hey, hey, hey Chris. <laughs> what? We love it. What's, what's the worst thing that you ever did to a car? Worst thing I ever did to a car? Actually, it, it did remarkably little harm to the car itself. But uh, the worst the worst thing I did, my friends and I, uh, we we stuffed a, a, as many lady fingers as we could ah, into lady the windows. Fingers. Of firecrackers a, for uh, people who couldn't get real firecrackers. Firecrackers I, I, for people who did not have a truck driver I don't in their know, life. I think. Oh, you put enough of them together. Off fingers. Yeah. Right? Well, and you know, we wanted to do an M80, but it was just too big. <laughs> well, uh, an M80 uh, is the size of a matchbox. Yes, exactly. And and so we stuffed them in to the windows of. I'm pretty sure it was a. Incredible Hulk edition greased gremlin. Oh, that's uh, money. That's money now, son. I'm so uh, sorry. I know. I know. And and oh, well spent. The the reason it was it was the worst thing that I ever did to a Matchbox car is again the car largely survived. I mean it was. I mean it kind of it kind of flopped up in the air and 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 that was kind of entertaining. Uh, but we were standing close enough that one of us. I really probably could have gotten very seriously hurt, but we were little kids and stupid. <laughs> Robert, what's the worst thing you did uh, since you brought it up? Yeah. Uh, it was, um, I think it was a charger. Uh, had to do with, well, we were, we were experimenting. We were trying to see what, what it would look like before we filmed it. We never did film it. Oh, um, that's a missed opportunity. Well, that was royalty-free content we could have used on this podcast. It had to do with lighter fluid. Oh, there you go. Uh, uh, a moving car right. in a field, and there may or may not have been a small brush fire involved. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I've got I've got small so brush fires in my family history as the well. Want, the want <laughs> yeah. to film that then just kind of went away. Yeah, melted away in uh, yeah. in, in light, uh, in light of the flames yeah. and the And smoke. the urge to run. <laughs> exactly. Yes. And having to tell uh, uh, parents, yeah, I'm not really sure. Sure. I, what, solar flare? Was it? Um, I don't. I, I don't know. It must have been a meteorite. It was a meteorite. Space laser. <laughs> Anyways, I tell you what. We'll be right back after whatever the hell this next thing is. This is keep your hat on. I'm Andrew. That's Chris. That's Robert. And we don't know where we're gonna wind up, and neither do you. We'll be right back. back this is keep your hat on the show where even we don't know where we're gonna go and next up this is the segment that we call lamest conspiracy ever so what do you got for us robert oh uh, well let's let's talk about this does does australia really exist does what yeah you mean you mean the island continent in the south pacific 
Yeah. Last the, time the, I checked. The place, the place where the British sent their uh, criminals. Uh, you're getting close. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm not getting close. I'm still in Portland. Oh, Chris. Chris is yeah. He's, <laughs> Chris he's is still in Portland too. So, I can hit him from here. So so okay. Obviously, there's yeah. there's an answer here that that we're not expecting. I mean, I me I would out. assume. Just let me read this out loud to you. And and uh, um. All right, we'll link, link down below link in the comments. Your, know your meme. Right. Okay. <laughs> okay. So the original post read like this: Australia is not real. It's a hoax. <laughs> made up for us to believe that Britain moved over their criminals to someplace. In reality, all these criminals were loaded off the ships into the waters, drowning before they could see land ever again. <laughs> yeah. That's not very I? British. It's not very That's harsh. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in reality, uh, well, no, this is the, the criminals, so they could never see land again. It's a cover-up uh, for one of the greatest mass murders in history. Made by one of the most prominent empires, Australia does not exist. All things that you call proof were actually well-fabricated lies and documents made by the leading governments of the world. <laughs> Your Australia friends? Yeah, they're all actors in computer-generated personas. Part of the plot to trick the world. So instead of crisis actors, does that make these people crikey actors? <laughs> <laughs> Had to. Put on bump. Had to. Put bump. Well done. Thank you very well much. Done. I do two shows, 7 and 9.30, yeah. try the oh, yeah. deal. Okay, okay. So, so what you're Don't describing pause, here, money. <laughs> what you're describing here is one hell of a conspiracy. Yeah. I'm, because not only does it, I, I mean, do you have the conspiracy in time of the British British prison ships and the cover up, but it's it's a transgenerational conspiracy, and well, and, and everybody has to buy and, into and it. To that's just it, it. and transnational too. You got to get all the rest yeah. of the world to play along with this, Absolutely. except for maybe the third world and, nations. And 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 so you're banking on everybody who knows about it not spilling the beans absolutely absolutely that's, wow that's that's a lot of faith the the thing about that though is does it really does it really take generations after generations if you just pass it down to an elite few after a few generations nobody's really going to know unless the, the top echelon of the government is you know of the empire is is uh the, the elite few taking is, care of it once that, it's all in place Right, you just leave it in place. Isn't that its own conspiracy it. theory, though, that we have uh, to revisit? The, the well, we're just going down this rabbit hole. So trilateral commission, know. it's the but Illuminati. I gotta tell you, man, if Australia really doesn't exist, that's a hell of a snow job, and it has taken a lot of man hours. Well, except for the fact that there's not a whole lot of snow in Australia, I don't think ever. But you know, that's a different topic. I just. What happens? If, what happens if you get in a boat and accidentally run into it? So, here's the deal: if you think you've ever been to Australia, you're terribly wrong. Okay. The plane. Uh, the plane pilots are all in on this, uh, and I would assume that uh, the ship captains are. The as pilot well. cabal. Oh, that's what I'm talking about. Uh, they're all in on it and uh, have in actuality only flown you to islands close nearby or in some cases parts 
of South America. So Australia really lives in South America. Oh, because they're so similar. Oh, exactly. Exactly. What a, so, what, so, what, so there's. I, I picture this this thing going on in the red carpet club at the airport, where where you know the <laughs> the pilots are you know wink nudging each other. Go, yeah, doing the, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm going to, to Australia. To I'm going to, to Australia today. <laughs> I'm to head to Sydney. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm going to fly. But what what about what about what about things like kangaroos and wombats? And um, I would refer you back to the computer generated and they had what they had computers back then. This whole thing unravels. Yeah. Well, like all, all, like all good conspiracies, this whole thing unravels with literally just blowing on a thread. Look, okay. So, America, so, so they've cleared some space and hired actors to act out real Australians. So 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 let me ask. Wait a minute, uh, Australians got, aren't real. I've got I've got two questions, and 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 I think you've already sort of started to answer the first one. Uh, so so, do Australians speak with an accent when there's nobody else around, or do they all just start sounding like Ooh, like posh? That's a really like, good like a lot. posh I mean, Brits a, from Exeter. You know, uh, kind of like the tree that falls in the forest when nobody's around. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and well, and then the well, and then the, there uh, are some method actors that tend to stay in character. Oh man, hey, you can never you can never argue with Daniel Day Lewis about shoes. Well, and that begs uh, true, and that, that 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 begs an earlier question or or, or or a leading question of how did they come up with the Australian accent? Uh, you know, who 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 agreed on it? You know what? I bet you, uh, Australia or uh, um, not Australians because <laughs> they don't exist. But Austrians, I bet you, when Austrians, some Austrians, <laughs> they're in a pub somewhere. They've had one too many pints. They're starting to slur their words. Uh, we we gotta quit going down this road. We're gonna get a bunch of hate mail. Yeah, exactly Australia. right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They do exist. They do exist. To all our future friends in Australia, we love you. Uh, Australia does exist. We love Australia. We, uh, I actually have been known to enjoy a Foster's every once in a while. I, yeah. And, and you just, you just hit on my preferred method of popping the bubble on this conspiracy theory, which is very simply. No. Oh, oh well, come on. Uh, uh, Olivia Newton-John. Oh, uh, you're right. That's more our, uh, all right, fine. More our I'm generation. Show, yeah, I'm showing my age. Yeah, exactly. But no, no. It's where does Foster's come from if, if Australia doesn't exist? There are so Boom. many jokes I can be saying right now. Put in a can by a man uh, in a factory downtown. Oh, man. Foster's comes from desperation is what <laughs> Let's uh, 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 to continue uh, reading this post. Australia is one of the biggest hoaxes ever created. You have all been tricked. Join the movement today. Make it known that they have all been deceived. Make it known that this has all just been a cover up. The things these Australian say say uh, uh, to be doing. All these swear words and actions based on alcoholism, MDMA, and bad decisions. 
Right? <laughs> what did Molly get in this discussion? Let, let, let me, <laughs> wow. No, this is actually in the original post. I found, even though it's been removed from Facebook, I found a copy of the original post. Let me go through that again. Uh, join the movement today and make it known that they have all been deceived. Make it known that this has all been a cover-up. The things these Australians says, and it does it doesn't say plural Australians, it says Australian, says to be doing all these swear words and actions based on alcoholism, MDMA, and bad decisions are always to distract you from the ugly truth that this is one of the greatest genocides in history. 162 thousand people were said to have been transported to this imaginary land during a mere 80 years and they were all long they are all long dead by now excuse me they never reached that promised land tell the truth stand up for what is right make sure to spread the world and it does say spread the world Australia is not real. This this person is a wordsmith. It's a code word for the cold-blooded murder of more than a hundred thousand people, and it is not okay. We will not accept this. Stand up for the ones who died. Let it be known that Australia doesn't exist. And that's okay. The, yeah, I don't know where the bad decisions. I can see the alcoholism. Well, look, well, where's alcohol, the, where's the Molly, and the bad decisions. Alcohol, Molly, and bad decisions just describes my twenties. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. So, well, well, and and as I'm listening, I'm sitting here and my mind is reeling with thinking about all of the risk games I have to go back and concede right. victory on. Oh, man. Because, yeah. because my strategy was always to start uh, with get Australia. Your, get, your, get your Air Force was, in Australia. Get your air units in Australia. Defend, right? It was the easiest thing to defend and build up. Yeah. Yeah. Only one point of entry. This yep. island nation. Yeah. Well, um, look, we got. Well, so I, I just wanted to go. Uh, that, that was the post. We just kind of went through the post, right? That was the original post. Uh, uh, now I kind of wanted to give a little bit of backstory on it. Um, oh, we're not done? Oh, no. Well, you can't have a 40 minute segment. So get this thing buttoned <laughs> up. So this is actually what this is about. Is I think I think she was fifteen at a time, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put her name out. Uh, it's easily you can easily find it on the on the web. Uh, it'll be in in one of the the uh, uh, articles that I linked to. Uh, she basically was having a conversation with one of her Australian friends, um, and uh, her Australian friend didn't like the Smiths, and she just couldn't understand that, and so has a rebuttal. She said, well, Australia doesn't exist. And she went wild with it on Facebook, posted it, and it just took off from there. I think in two weeks, there was like 2,300 people had reshared it. About when was this historically? Is this like... This, like this is about 2017. So it's only a couple of years ago. Yeah, yeah. Uh, any, everything that I've found anyway, if it was any earlier, I don't know about it. But apparently uh, it was about uh, uh, 2017. And so um, she got a 
bunch of pushback, people calling her really bad names, some death threats. Thanks, she, interwebs. Just, just for saying Australia doesn't exist. Just for saying Australia. I mean, she just kind of went on that rant that we just went through. Mm -hmm. uh, um, facetiously, obviously facetiously oh, yeah, yeah. saying Australia doesn't exist. Absolutely. And she's getting hauled and, on and the so carpet. When you were talking about the wordsmithing and, and her, she did this all on purpose. Uh, uh, misspelling the words or, or uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, past tense. Or oh, clues, method of the or, madness. Okay. You know, yeah, this was all a wink and a nod. Right. Uh, um, uh, people took it a little bit too seriously. But <laughs> you know what? I am never going to tell somebody that I don't like the Smiths again. <laughs> yeah, I, I was going to ask you, Andrew, do you have a good, uh, like, vanishing effect? Can we get, like, like two shots of me here? talking and then me it just my empty chair and do it. <laughs> just so long as you do set up crossfade just so long as you set up your I, empty I am, chair properly yeah i am happy to put it out there in the world i do not like the smiths I, something that i just want us to link to uh we're gonna put a link into it uh yeah uh, down below links down, down below. below down below oh uh, down below we're gonna put a link uh to uh a very very hilarious or i found funny uh, uh, Australian response, which simply says that Australia is the only country that exists. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, we're going to wrap it up for this, our debut premiere episode thing of Keep Your Hat On. I'm Andrew Scott, along with my good friends, Robert Anthony and hey. Chris Vacano. And again, we don't know what this is going to be. We're doing this for ourselves, but we'd like you to come along. Come hang out with us. Click like and subscribe down below. We'll try to keep you up to date on when we're doing another one. We're trying to do it on the regular, but as with all things in the COVID-19 pandemic pastiche of life, we got no fucking clue. So we will talk to you all again really soon. Until next time, everybody, keep your hat on. We may end up miles from here like just did. Thanks a lot. We'll talk Be to you good. guys again. Be good. Cheers. Well, there's a chunk of time you can't get back. From Portland, Oregon, this has been Keep Your Hat On, a big little show about a whole lot of nothing in particular. Keep Your Hat On is a narrow band broadcast network production in association with PodSquadPDX.com. Andrew Scott, executive producer. Robert Anthony and Chris Vacano, associate producers. Our theme music was written and produced by Andrew Scott, along with help from Ron Kajawa. Website design and maintenance by Vacano Creative, Chris Vacano Webmaster, available at vacanocreative.com. Audio and video production by Andrew Scott, available at andrewscottmedia.com. Got ideas or comments for the show? Email us at talkback at kyhopodcast.com and don't forget to like, click, and subscribe. On behalf of the boys, I'm your announcer, Michael Brumage. Thanks for listening. Uh, I guess. NBBN. The Narrow Band Broadcast Network. The focus is on you.